and boom goes the dynamite. Welcome to episode 46 of Boom Goes the Dynamite, the AEW Dynamite Review Show here on the PWOM Podcast Network. I'm Jeffrey. With me tonight is Paul Sebastian. Paul, how you doing, man? Let me tell you a story about why they call me the machine. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's a Burt Kreischer joke, but okay. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that I'm later. I'm not wearing a shirt. Uh, I don't need one. <laughs> so, uh, did, shirts. You, did you get your audio set up? Or are you still recording on your phone? I am not recording on my phone. That was just the one time. And if I still sound like I'm coming from my phone now, that just means this mic is dog shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm having to use good my news there. I'm having to use my work headset for you know for work from home because my no, uh, my good uh, my good my good twenty dollar pair of of Skull Candy uh, headphones that I've had for like six years. Like all my kids have gone through like you know fifty pairs a piece, uh, you know uh, sets of earbuds a piece. I've had these uh, these headphones for six years, and then suddenly on Saturday on Sunday they just started shorting out on me. We love when shit stops working only when you need it. It's great stuff. Yeah, we love so, temporary audio setups. Yep, we so love I, to rig up equipment. I'm using gaming headphones uh, for my recording. I use gaming headphones for pretty much everything. That's pretty much what I'm using too, but I also use it to you know take calls at work because you know. Um, but um, yeah, so I was so I ordered myself a nice you know set of Bluetooth headphones because i i can't do earbuds so i got me a nice set of bluetooth headphones and you know it has an audio jack too so i can yeah you know still do the do this and then uh, it didn't show up today so you hate to see it we also so folks support the post office now more than ever uh so podcasters can get their headphones these are dire times these are uncertain unprecedented times and uh it, you know we're already running low on blue yeti mics uh think of the podcasters folks <laughs> Chris got his, so yeah, you know. <laughs> wow, wow, so much privilege just shining through. <laughs> Hi, Chris, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Coastal elites with their blue Yeti microphones. Yeah, well, actually, he's in Denver, so you know. <laughs> the coast of some lake out there. I don't know. Are there lakes? <laughs> I don't know. Mountains, I think. There's okay, the coast of a, uh, there, there, there's something about the, something about it being the Mile High City or some shit. I don't know. Oh. That John Denver's full of shit. Remember that? <laughs> I don't think he was ever from Denver. <laughs> uh, well, he's saying so, about West Virginia. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Country yeah, he he took Denver the country. Is not road. in West Virginia. I mean, I'm I'm no geography expert, although I do have a lot of maps hanging up around my house just because I like the aesthetic. I, I think cartography is cool, but I I've never been much of a, a studied man. But I don't think Denver is in West Virginia. Um, John Denver, on the other hand, uh, did not do the best version of, uh, Country Road. Oh, this is a hot take. It is. Who uh, is, what's the, what's the best version of Country Roads for uh, you? Uh, Yellow Man. 
Interesting. He incorporated it into Jamaica Nice because he instead of uh, instead of West Virginia, it says in Jamaica. So you know, it's just it's right there. You know? That's pretty cool too. But I will say, I have vacationed in West Virginia. You know, in the in the woods, and you know, been in a cabin and stuff there, and it is lovely. Yeah. By the way, Shout if out you, Virginia, here, lovely state. Have you listened to Munch Yellow Man? I have not. Um, okay, well, you should, but as far as West Virginia, I've only ever been in the part of West Virginia you go in where, um, like, it's like you you sneeze and you miss it because it's just like the five minutes that you're in it to, you know, cut through from Ohio to, to Pennsylvania. Ah, right. Yes, I do know I-70. that little part. Yes. Uh, where, where friend of the show, uh, Dion Wells and I nearly got killed. Um, oh, wow. When A we brush going, with death. When we were going to... Uh, yeah, when we were going to uh, New York for many a weekend last year, and okay. there was a, a a woman in a in a, in a in some sort of small car driving in the wrong way in Whoa. our lane. Just just going the wrong way. Just going just the driving. wrong way. Wasn't okay. honking. Just didn't seem. Have to Have you be... seen this? Have you heard about this? Going the wrong way down the street. Yeah. So yeah, we we nearly died. <laughs> well, I am I am glad you did not die. Uh, I'm gonna just controversial take. Yeah, it would it'd be really I'm glad you didn't die. It would be really Seems difficult like to do thing. this show, and then you it, know, just it would be, f- be difficult. And I don't think anybody wants to hear me just by myself, unfiltered for an hour talking about wrestling. Uh, barely anyone reads my tweets about it. So, um, just, just I so need you, Jeff. Just, just so can you do the "woe is me" thread, and of course, you know, right before Dynamite uh, took. Took to the air. I was um, eating. Uh, we we got these you know soup filled dumplings. I had some uh, fried dumplings today. Part of our our dinner, and of course I I had one. And the last one, I took a bite of. It. I was trying you know just trying to take a little nibble, suck the soup out, and then eat the rest of the dumpling. Right, oh no! To I took the, I took my little bite, and the dumpling burst and just went all over. <laughs> a lot. You know, and a new idea. Pork and ginger soup all over my arm. Maybe we can make a Patreon goal for this. We can just do like an ASMR, like slurping soup dumpling podcast. I think the people would like to hear that. <laughs> I, maybe. I, I, I'm down. If you like just a, slurping if, soup into the mic for 45 minutes every if, every week. If you like for us to do this, uh, please hit us up at Strong Style Story without the Ian Style or Thick Flare TTV. Uh, no, uh, no the, K's un, the now the free and unsuspended Thick Flare TTV Twitter account. I have been freed. I'm a free man. Uh, on this uh, fascist, oppressive platform that silences progressive voices. <laughs> no, really, it was your cell carrier that did it to you, though. Yes, it was actually my cell carrier's fault. They were blocking verification code text messages. It had nothing to do with Twitter, but I'm still going to talk shit because they suspended me in the first place for making fun of Nazis, which I do not regret. So with that, let's go. Speaking of making fun of Nazis, I cannot wait to get to uh, one of the matches tonight. Oh, oh boy. Oh, wait. Oh, I can't wait to find out what you're referring to. But uh, with that, let's get to episode 46 of AEW Dynamite, live from Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. Your host, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and Excalibur. It's the show after the pay-per-view. and uh, we, The fallout show, if the you fallout, will. The fallout of All Out. As we, oh, shit. That's good. As we determined that, yeah, we you and I kind of disagreed on what we thought of the show. So uh, There were some disagreements. I mean, I don't think the show holds up, and it's not one that I would, like, revisit again except for one, except for two matches. Yeah. Uh, 
I didn't. Yeah, we can't I even mean, agree on what those two matches are. So. I just don't <laughs> think it was necessarily like a holy piece of shit. Like overall, I, I think it was like okay. It was definitely their worst pay per view so far. It's lower. I mean, I have I would I would have to look at all, every single one of them, but it probably. As we fade up, uh, Tony Schiavone is just conveniently standing in the parking lot as both Chris Jericho and MJF arrive. They they exchange some pleasantries, and then as they walk away, like you're cool. No, dude, you're cool. No, dude, you're cool. It was uh, it was very like Gen X uh, millennial energy. Chris Jericho in his uh, blazer, no shirt, and jeans, which by the way is a fantastic look. Uh, there's a lot of things we could uh, uh, fault Jericho for. Uh, his dress style is not one of them. Uh, as as they walk away, each say, "Yeah, what a loser." So yeah, you know. There, why, they do why, write why these should the heels well. get I think along? These, I think these are Jericho written segments, and they're very good when they when they meet. They have good chemistry. They they do. Yeah, I mean they've only had like two segments together, but yeah, they yeah, and, and both both, both are memorable. Both this and the and the one before are definitely memorable, fun segments, and they showed that there's a lot there. So when they do really visit this thing, be it an alliance or a feud or both, uh, it should be a lot of fun. Um, we then cut into the interior of Daly's place where. Jurassic Express is facing the Lucha Brothers. So I found out why um, Penta is back to being Penta El Cerro Miedo. On oh, you AEW did? I was, just, I was uh, discussing that earlier. I was wondering why. Uh, apparently it's to do with the fact that AEW wants to put uh, Lucha Bros merch into the Hot Topics, and if they put Penta, Pentagon on there, they have to pay money to, to AAA. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, source, friend of the show, the Cubs fan. So Thank you, the Cubs fan. Uh, I hope that's not an alt for Steve Bartman. No, it isn't. Bartman, it's, is that you? No, it's not. It's uh, it's it's the Lucha Blog guy. Uh. Former, you know, <laughs> you know, occasional guest host on the show. You can't fool too. me, Bartman. Bartman, come on the podcast. So as we uh, get into the match, um, Excalibur gives uh, pays tribute to the trainer of uh, both members of Jurassic Express, Rick Drayson, who actually passed away earlier this week. Um, he's a wrestling guy. Some folks may know him as the Half Hulk from an episode of the old Bill Bixby. Uh, wow, that's Incredible a deep Hulk cut. Show. Shit. See, this is why I love doing this podcast with you because I learned so much about shit like this. <laughs> That's a super deep cut, dude. I love that. Yeah, I, I, you know, actually, when when somebody mentioned that to me, I, I, I when I asked, I was like, wait, is that this one? And no, I was completely wrong. I didn't even remember this guy. Until... Also, Lou Ferrigno, come on the podcast. We'll give you really loud headphones. <laughs> Damn. Actually, you know what? It would kind of rock if Lou Ferrigno came on this Fuck podcast. Yeah, well, I'd love to talk to Lou Ferrigno about wrestling. <laughs> I'd like to talk to Lou Ferrigno about, like, Eggs Benedict. I'd talk to him about anything. I mean, God knows if Lou Ferrigno knows a fucking thing about wrestling, but, you know. I mean, anyone that's that jack knows something about wrestling. That's just, like, comes with the territory. If you're, if you're like, hugely jacked and have a scrambled brain, you know something about wrestling. Uh, this match fucking rolled, actually. This I was love, a lot of fun. I love I mean, this, this match. Is, so, so, right at the beginning, right, this was a no-entrance bell ring to start the show match. And every time that happens, almost like to an exact point, uh, the show is good. 
this is almost always a sign for a good show. So I was excited when they rang the bell right away. And yeah, the, I mean, the Lucha Brothers are, you know, the best in the world. We've talked about it ad nauseum. Jurassic Express, a team of two guys who are going to be huge single stars at some point. They're just undeniable. And especially as of late Luchasaurus, I really got to compliment his work. He's been phenomenal. And in this match, he absolutely shined. To be the star in a match that features both Pentagon and Phoenix is a hell of a feat. Yeah, and yeah, Jungle Boy has been breaking out like a like a oh, madman yeah. lately. Yeah, and I think that's kind of like a, it's almost like expected at this point. Like everyone kind of realizes it, and I, it's, I think maybe even the Luchasaurus shines even more in these positions, uh, and just really did. I thought like his kicks were really great. The uh, the big the, the standing moonsault today was uh, fantastic. He just looked great in every spot. By the way, if you just heard that that noise, I uh, I I just realized that my my uh, levels were turned way the fuck down. So sorry if you couldn't hear the first ten minutes of this podcast. <laughs> just enjoy the first ten minutes of me seemingly talking to myself. I'm fine. I'm doing okay. Everything is great. But uh, yeah, uh, Jungle Boy, of course, gets the win over uh, Ray Phoenix, uh, which a, you know, a kind of unexpected result. Yeah, I was really kind of hoping that the Lucha Bros were gonna pull this one off actually but this is a nar- i mean but i always say but i always <laughs> hope that they pull this one off well, of course the thing that surprised me was them taking a loss after butcher and blade have been losing there was some stuff in the battle royal and you'd expect this like new faction to like come out really strong but this loss was to serve that narrative uh, as we saw after the match ended eddie kingston admonishing his new uh his new little group again and getting super mad at penta for getting salty about his brother yeah we go no 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 it was phoenix who was getting salty at penta yeah phoenix got mad but then penta wouldn't shake phoenix's hand he's like shake his hand bro you're my best friend god yeah. i wish eddie kingston would just come up and tell me that i'm his best friend yeah this was like a uh, little league coach uh eddie kingston <laughs> a little league a coach T. that's that coincidentally is dressed like me in the year 2000 uh, which I really appreciate. He shorts exact same <laughs> cut that I was rocking in middle school. The, literally, there was one difference between how Eddie Kingston dressed tonight and how I dressed every day in seventh grade, and that's that my Yankee hat was red because of Fred Durst. Other than that, same thing. Well, you were a little shit in two thousand, weren't you? <laughs> I did it all for the nookie, Jeff. Um, let's not, um, you know, they do shake hands. Let's not forget, uh, let's not overlook the fact that Eddie Kingston also, uh, threw some disses at both Allie and Pac. Yes, he did. He said, your little English buddy's not here. Then he, just straight up to Blade, where's your wife? (laughs) Holy shit. Where's your wife? Something that people should be asking every time I come around. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so that, that, that was some uh, that, that that was some good stuff right there. Even though the the Lucha Brothers did lose, but hey, we're, it's not going to be the last we see of Jurassic Express tonight. Yeah, all losses are lessons, and I think this faction is out to prove that they're like the losses are lessons team, right? Well, wasn't that wasn't like that every, sp- they lose something and Eddie like motivates them? Wasn't that the Dark Order stick though? But yeah, they've already but they've learned their lessons and now they win sometimes. <sighs> We then get a recap of uh, John Moxley versus MJF from uh, All Out, and then we cut to Jake Roberts and Lance Archer cutting a promo in the rain. Which, okay, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm just imagining like the, uh, the 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 backstage staff with like the the watering can like standing on a ladder over them, like uh, <laughs> making it look nice. There's okay. There's this was this promo was fine. It, it was effective. It served its purpose. I only have one thing to talk about, and that Jeff is snake titties. 
Can we talk about snake titties for a second? What the fuck was he wearing? Yeah, so (laughs) Jake Roberts' shirt, it's like a t-shirt, kinda. And it's got, like, a t-shirt, but, like, the the titty part, the titty meat section, (laughs) is, uh, like, snakeskin. You're gonna get us thrown off this network. (laughs) If I can't talk about snake titties, then what can I talk about? What about my free speech? Anyway, yeah, that my snake titty takes is a violation of my First Amendment rights, and I will not stand for it. Oh, shut up, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir, snake titties are, are an important part of our society, and this is a logical fallacy, the likes of which I've never seen before. <laughs> anyway, uh, the promo was just fine. That shirt was yeah. fucking ridiculous. Great shirt. I would I would buy that shirt. Tell me where to buy it. I would put I would put snake skin uh, over my nips right now. We come back from commercial, and we get a uh, a Matt Hardy promo in which he uh, he, he he thanks everybody. Uh, Rebecca Hardy is in attendance along with one of the the now multiple uh, Hart, Matt Hardy offsprings. Um, yes, the, the futures of wrestling, and uh, he 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 apologizes a lot. Um, I, I'm going to say I don't think he was the one that needed to apologize. Yeah, I don't think so. But this is like Matt Hardy being who he is, right? He just he's a wrestler, man. He just loves wrestling, and his inability to to give the match that he wanted to give before he was uh, appears to be written off the show for a little while uh, probably got to him. I think that's probably the thing he he is dwelling on the most, just being the type of guy he is, right? Um, it, it appears to me. Just with looking at this thing as a whole, now that this promo happened, that the plan was for Hardy to have like lost a hard fought match like that and then step away for a little while anyway. And I think the injury and the blow to the head was just like uh, uh, an obstacle that they just used as part of their already existing plan. That's what it seems like. You know, it, it it could be or it could not be. I you know I I don't know. I mean, I, again, my whole point is Matt Hardy's not the one who should have been apologizing. It should have been no, we this have, company. We apologies you know? from from a lot more folks, and I hope at least Rebby Hardy got one in private at the very least. Yeah, I well, I mean, maybe. I mean, she was on TV, so I mean, maybe, maybe not. That's but, the start, I guess. But I mean, Matt Hardy did say he was gonna go get healthy. Um, given the the way he fell and remembering what happened with Shibata, um, who knows? Yeah, I mean, Pardon he said me. he's gonna he said he's gonna take some time to recover and come back and chase the title. So he seems confident he's coming back. Or a title. Or if, a title. If he's talking about chasing titles, then I feel like the plan was for him to go away for a little bit and come back anyway. I mean, it's possible. I mean, who knows? Who fucking knows? It's wrestling. Uh, yeah, at this point, we this this whole thing's a little weird. But Matt seems like he's okay, and he's gonna be okay, and that's the important thing. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't in character or anything like that. I mean, it was it was just yeah, he was saying farewell for a little bit. It is it is interesting to hear him talk about making a one hundred percent full recovery. Like, which for Matt Hardy, like, what does that even mean for a guy who's just like already just so beat up? Like, what does a hundred percent look like for him? That's like taking like one of those old cars. Like, let's say you went to a junkyard in Chicago. And and found one of the cop cars that was used in the Blues Brothers chase scene, right? And then you just, like, <laughs> barely made it legal to drive on the roads right now. That's like Matt Hardy's 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, may, maybe, yeah. We, we, there, uh, folks, keep in mind that there is every possibility we may never see Matt Hardy again. <laughs> I mean, I do think either way, if he doesn't wrestle, we're still going to see him again in, yeah. in some sort of on-screen role, even if he's not working. I don't think we're ever going to see the last of Matt Hardy until that fucker dies, man. He's a wrestler through and through. We then go to our second match of the evening. Uh, Orange Cassidy against An- Angelico. And- Between this, the opening match, and Nyla versus Ty Conti, I am absolutely convinced that the AEW bookers like are in our heads or reading our texts or something. Because um, like, it feels like we booked this show. I, I would make this a trivia question for you, except I already know you know the answer because I saw you like the tweet that I'm stealing this from. Uh, shout out to Cubs fan once again. Um, oh, what, on Helico's last match? Yeah, and Helico's last singles match on US TV was back in season one of Lucha Underground. A match that actually I watched recently on my Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash thickflare, where we watch Lucha Underground on Mondays, probably coming back this Monday. Uh, this match was, uh, actually pretty squashy, actually, it turned out. Yeah, it didn't get as much time as I would have wanted. Unfortunate. Nice to see Angelico back on TV. Uh, he rocks. I like Angelico a lot. I think he's super talented. A uh, guy who was set back by injuries quite a bit, and I think is just a really exciting wrestler. He's really good looking. I think he's good for TV. Um, of course, Orange Cassidy gets the win with the, uh, with the Superman punch. And then Santana Ortiz attack from behind. Best friends you really need to get save. some hops to do a Superman punch to Helico. That is a long, long boy. <laughs> he is a he is a tall boy, just Absolutely. like this tall boy that I'm having right now. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, best friends show up and make the save on their on their bud, and they challenge Santana and Ortiz to a parking lot brawl, not just to beat their asses, but as Trent Beretta says, to make Suberetta proud. <laughs> Suberetta is a saint. And I like uh, Chuck's had a couple of great things. Uh, he called them ding dongs. I really appreciated <laughs> that. Ding-dongs. Um, he also said, uh, uh, how dare you destroy my best friend's mom's van? I really dist- <laughs> uh, appreciated yes. that there there. You should fight every fight in your life. Like your opponent destroyed your best friend's mom's van. Uh, whether Seriously. it's at the polls, whether it's against uh, uh, right wing psychos, uh, whether it's people on Twitter, uh, whether it's someone you're playing in a video game online, uh, just, just assume that they destroyed your best friend's mom's van. And what would you do about that? I, I beat should, that's, a, that's a I life be, I lesson their, I think I we should all take. Yeah, I think it's a lesson we should all take and, and carry with us uh, in our day-to-day. From that, we get Alex Marvez trying to interview the Young Bucks. And the Young Bucks just up and super kick them. Okay, so I have a question for you. Okay. Why do you think the Young Bucks were so mad that Marvez interrupted him at that exact moment? What do you think that they were doing behind that door that they were so annoyed that Marvez interrupted him then? Uh, they were interviewing for the vacancy at uh, Freedom Univer- or Liberty University. <laughs> <laughs> the new Fallwells. Yes. The Jacks. <laughs> The Jacksons are just the new fall. I mean, hey, they do have a crazy right-wing transphobe dad, so mm-hmm. that's a start, right? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, apples there's and trees. I, so, I, 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 Jim Ross likes to say something about apples and trees. Apples and, and trees. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I mean, I do have on good information that they did not know about Nyla Rose prior to signing her. Uh, but 
Anyways, um, I do have a guess, too. I think that they were so mad because they were in the middle of their daily session where they get boners, but they don't actually jack off. They just kind of stare at them until they go away. No, I was trying to say that more tastefully. They're just looking at they just look at them angrily in the mirror until they diminish. Uh, Christian AF. <laughs> That's yeah. We then you got, you got to have a little Catholic guilt with your wrestling. Uh, they're probably not Catholics. They, they, they probably are the one. You know, they probably are the they, sect. They they fuck like Catholics, which is to say, not at all. <laughs> Well, I don't know the, uh, the amount of kids. You know what? We're going places. Um, I mean, I can, I can, I, I could say it, but if you want, want me to say it, I won't say it. Uh, moving on. Turkey baster, keep moving. No, I was gonna say no. Yeah, they go like Catholics. They probably don't use birth control. What I was gonna say. Well, <laughs> they just super kick that IUD right out. Oh my god. Right, moving on. <laughs> this might be the last episode of Boom Goes the Dynamite because we have been getting thrown off the network at this point. Coming back, we get Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford here to announce the best man for their wedding. See, how do you expect us not to get horny on this podcast when you have Kip Sabian in like the fucking cut shirt and he's wearing like the pants, which I thought were like those like ahi gao face pants for a little for a second. Oh, you know what I'm talking Christ. about? Didn't yes, they look like unfortunately the face pants? I do. Like at first glance, I was like, oh shit, are those the okay, good, they're not. You know what? Maybe they should have been. Maybe he should have just went full on and wore the ahi gao face pants. Just, you know what? My, 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 my first my Kip first Sabian's interview. already leading into this so hard. Let's just have him dress like Belle Delphine from now on. You know, I, 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 my first introduction to that look was a dude in line at uh, at, at Madison Square Garden for G1 Supercard. I saw oh, his shirt. Fantastic. I said, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> what I was at that show. I wish I would have seen I that. See? Oh, my God. Spectacular. Oh, I, uh, the one thing I saw the most of at G1 that made me jealous, really, was a lot of those beautiful, beautiful New Japan tracksuits in oh, various tracksuits are the best. It's really hard to beat a New Japan tracksuit, and I really want one. And one day I'm going to be irresponsible enough to spend two hundred dollars on it. Uh, it's, it's gonna, it, it has to happen. I just like I've put it in my cart before. I've had it in the cart. I've gone that far, but I just can't go that extra. You know, can't 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 make that extra click. Just well, I'm a, I'm a click away and a credit card away, and I just can't bring myself to do it. I did just recently buy a Puma tracksuit that came in today, though, and I gotta say it's uh, it's quite a tracksuit. So uh, that's compensation at the very least. Back to the segment. Uh, first, uh, a wrestler I'm not familiar with came out. Puff. Puff. I don't it's know Puff. Puff. Yeah, I, uh, I, Puff I heard, Puff. but hmm? Puff is Puff is cool. I like Puff. Puff is a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm not familiar uh, so... with Puff. Ah, I will have to show you some Puff at some point. But yeah, no, Puff's been around. Puff's been around the Midwest a little bit. Uh, yeah, Puff is good. Puff is fun. Uh, so that was exciting to see Puff on television. Good for Puff. Yeah, that that, that, that was that was cool. Uh, and then we get Brian Pillman Jr. Yes, we do. Flying Brian. He, and uh, I do kind of like the Kip Sabian. He's like, uh, yeah, everyone's like, yeah, you texted me saying I'm the best man. And he just keeps going, no, man, I said you were the best, comma, man. Yeah. <laughs> kind of funny um but that's all this is all for not this is all to get to the important part the real best man it's miro day ladies and gentlemen it's so crazy that he debuted on miro day it's it's amazing by the way that shirt he was wearing the gucci shirt oh man with mini and mickey mouse that was cool (laughs) 
That's probably like a three hundred and seventy-five dollar shirt. It probably is, but you know what? Miro I is liked great. It. Miro is money. Miro is handsome. Miro is dressed like a SoundCloud rapper, and he can he can do whatever he wants. I mean, he's on Twitch now, so you know. Yeah, he's a, he's a streamer. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, good for Miro. Uh, happy to see him on TV again. Uh, he cuts his expected, you know, fuck WWE promo, but I thought it was well done and uh, had some nice little digs that were, you know, kind of specific to uh, to his situation. He deserved to be able to cut that promo. So yeah. uh, it's great to see him there. This guy's can't miss. He always has been. Uh, the other guys fucked up with him. This man entered into WrestleMania on a tank and you didn't make him your biggest star. It's crazy. It's crazy that that guy wasn't just pushed to the moon. And I expect to see big things from him in the coming years at AEW. Yeah, and suddenly, as we learned today, he will not be in G1 Climax 30 this year. No. So, you know, he will not be in G1 you know Climax. Um, anyway, he may as well on, just go to AEW. Based on uh, the the current makeup of that one wrestler in particular, uh, probably not losing out on too much this time. Uh, well, you know what? I think Chris and I are going to be talking about that this weekend. Uh, when Folks. We the next Strong Style Story episode. Listen to Strong Style Story to hear Jeff and Chris bury Will Ospreay. I won't even do it here. I'll let them. Oh, there's going to be a lot of that. I mean, you could read you, you could read an early draft version of it now on the on my my New Japan blog, StrongStyleStory.com. That, my friend, is the content that I am here for. Um. We cut to Tony Schiavone and Adam Page, and Adam Page is kind of in his feelings a little bit. I'm in my feelings about Adam Page's shirt wardrobe and why it's not mine. Well, you I just know, want you, every you, shirt you, that you, he has worn to date on this show. Yeah, you know, you're down south, so you, I mean, you have a good uh, you have a good chance. I mean, there is like a Western style like boot shop nearby that does sell some shirts in that vein, at the very least. So don't be surprised. If I start posting uh, Western shirt pictures in the near future, but uh, yeah, well, I mean, right now everything's up in the air for for Adam Page. Right now, it looks like he's going back to being a singles wrestler, and he won't be the only one when we. Uh, he will not. We'll when, hear when more we from this. But it's good to see Adam Page getting back on the scene. I think you know this is going to lead to again. This is inevitable for like Kenny versus Page, but I think this is kind of another cool way to do it to uh, maybe keep them apart for a short period of time. Uh, or have them get a few other matches in first. Uh, it kind of gives it that, like, uh, you know, big-time boxers or, or MMA fighters, like, on a collision course type feel. Yeah, no, I, I got you. Yeah, I think that it's going to be a slow burn, I think. And that's and that's the right way to do this. This has already been, you know, a slow burn angle. And you know what? Build it. Keep building the shit out of it, because their inevitable singles blow-off, I think, is going to be a big-time uh, pay-per-view event, like a big main event. Our third match of the evening. Uh, Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss versus Chris Jericho and Jake Hager in a no DQ or countout match. Uh, oh yeah! All I'm going to say about this match is Sonny Kiss looked like a million fucking dollars. Uh, oh, there's a couple things I want to say about it. That is definitely one of them. Um, one, Chris Jericho's jacket spikes seem to get longer, like every week. That's like I feel like the spikes <laughs> keep growing, which growing. eerily similar to a COVID nineteen molecule. Oh. Uh, so just saying. I mean, he was at Sturgis. He was at Sturgis. That's what I, I mean. Yeah. And, we, uh, we, and what, what we know now. But yes, oh this boy. was a this was a match that was essentially a vehicle to show off Sonny Kiss's talent. Uh, and props to everyone involved in this match for uh, making Sonny the star of it. Uh, he was. 
He looked incredible, uh, f- absolutely flawless. Sonny Kiss needs to be a big-time star, needs to be featured more and more on this show. I imagine he will be. Just can't miss. Just a can't miss. Uh, I could watch Sonny kick Jake Hager's ass literally every week for two hours each night. Just just make it the whole show. Make the whole show Jake Hager standing there while Sonny hits him with various weapons. Like you plug the controller into the other guy that just stands there and you just use it to try out all the different things like in WCW versus NWO Revenge. Hell yeah. I which I know is shit. one of Sonny Kiss's favorite games. There so you go. yeah, let's do that. Unfortunately, Jake Hager gets the win on Sonny Kiss. Um, yep. And this then, is this is the making fun of Nazis part I wanted to get to. Fuck Jake Hager. Oh yeah. I just wanted to say, want to say fuck Jake Hager. All right. Oh yeah. No, we, we, we no we, we 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 wholly endorse that message. It's always fuck Jake Hager at this podcast. Uh, afterwards, Jericho and Hager declare their intentions to go after the tag team titles. Nice little uh, addition of depth to the division. The tag division uh, is strong in AEW, especially with FTR at the helm, uh, as we see pretty soon here. But uh, good. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. It's cool to have Jericho constantly chasing titles of various sorts, uh, keeping, you know, uh, kind of that, you know, in line with this Le Champion character uh, and and this iteration of Chris Jericho that we're getting. Um, I'm surprised it's not him and Sammy, but, you know, him and Hager, the the, the star and the bruiser, uh, good, you know, they seem to have good enough chemistry. Should be fine. We then get a promo from MJF where he blames and fires the campaign staff for, uh, you know, losing the match for him. And then he goes back to abusing Wardlow again. Yeah, this is this is uh, actual footage of Pete Buttigieg the day after he ate shit in all those primaries. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, boy. We then... Wardlow's getting treated like Chasen. We then get... A John Moxley promo, and it was a it was a John Moxley promo. It was it was what it was, and you know it had one of the best. I was like, oh shit, I got to do this again. You know, <laughs> that was inter- that was that was an interesting little uh, side note. Yeah, he's I, I I really like this version of John Moxley. He's really hit his stride. He's very comfortable in this role as the title uh, carrier as the torch carrier for this promotion. Uh, he's the brand right now. And, you know, these promos are consistent. They're not, you know, they don't have to be like light the world on fire or anything, but he is, uh, you know, carrying this thing. He keeps the train moving. We then go back to the ring for a segment with FTR and Tully Blanchard, where they're ostensibly celebrating the tag team division and the fact that they are the champions of it. They sure are. Well, look at their suits. While burying, while burying the rest of the division, of course. Yeah, uh, they do. And Luchasaurus uh, isn't going to take that shit. Luchasaurus is a little unhappy. I think what he's most mad about is that he didn't see Dax Harwood's suit first. I think everyone was just mad they didn't get Dax Harwood's suit. Because, <laughs> man, what a cool suit. That shirt with the rose. Oh, great shirt. He looked great. Uh, Marco Stunt gets the last word by dumping up. Cooler full of ice onto uh, onto the FTR and uh, everyone else uh, starts eating the cake. <laughs> That's right, folks. Eddie Kingston had clothes from 2000, and uh, they had ice bucket challenge memes from 2016. <laughs> After a commercial break, we come back. Taz has joined the commentary team, and then we get Darby Allen's music starting up. And oh no, it's just Ricky Starks yeah, once again. I love I love Stark B. Allen. Um, actually, this was a really good promo. <laughs> he, Ricky Starks, uh, 
acts a lot like a guy who's been doing this for longer than he has. He really feels comfortable on camera cutting these promos uh, uh, really like right away. It's remarkable. Uh, he's a very impressive talent. Yeah, I can and, see why people were clamoring for him to be signed prior to him being signed. Yeah, well, I mean, it, he he he's he's earning a spot to a hundred percent. He is totally and having a spot. having a guy like Taz behind him, I think, is a great move and kind of adds that legitimacy for him right away. And he's doing a ton with it. That's the great thing about this is you know guys get opportunities and guys get you know pushed hard like right away. Sometimes they don't always make the most of it. He's absolutely making the most of his opportunity, and I really like to see it. Uh, speaking of making the most of their opportunities, uh, our fourth match of the evening, uh, Nyla Rose returns to Dynamite against the newly signed Taya Conti. Yeah, Ty Conti. It is great to see Ty Conti with a contract, someone we've been talking about for a while here, someone I've been talking about as a potential star since the day she was released from NXT. Uh, There's a lot there with her, and it was really nice to see her get this spot. She was really happy. She was fighting back tears during her entrance. It was lovely. She was. Uh, That was was good. And it's great stuff. And, you know, this wasn't a long match, but it was a very effective one. It was a very good one, too. This might have been my favorite match of the evening, actually. Oh. and and I did appreciate that they actually did do picture in picture for this match instead of interrupting yeah. it like they usually Without, do. I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want any type of interruption, but at least it wasn't yeah the full commercial break. But yeah, um, um. <laughs> there was uh, there was some good stuff there. Uh, you know, Tay Conti looks really comfortable already. Uh, Nyla Rose is Nyla Rose. Like we always expect a good match from her. The Vicky Guerrero stuff with her, I wasn't sure about just because. I thought, you know, at the beginning, how much does Nyla need Vicky? You know, she can do all this stuff that Vicky does on her own. But Vicky has uh, been very effective uh, in in her role here. You know, she got just the right amount of, like, interference and yelling and stuff in. The Vicious Vixen shirt is really good. So there's a lot to like there. Um Regardless, I the the real star here was, was Ty Conti. She looked like yeah. She 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 also looked like a million bucks in this match. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's nice to see uh, people that we expect to be uh, you know bigger on this show eventually getting these opportunities tonight, and that's kind of those the theme of this uh, match or this show before the main event. Uh, afterwards, Nyla and Vicky try to beat down uh, Ty Conti a little further, and Hikaru Shida makes a save. So yeah, uh, which was interesting. But surprising because of the groundwork they've laid with Ty Conti prior to this, and I'm a little worried that they're abandoning that angle. And I hope they don't. Well, I don't know. They they, they did mention it in her Chiron. Uh, they did, and, and they they uh, commentary also mentioned it. Uh, they said you know Ty Conti uh, has you know had an offer from Dark Order prior to the match starting. But I would have liked to see Anna Jay be the one to make the save here. Wouldn't that make more sense? It, it would have made more sense, yes. It, 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 it would have, but maybe we're just going to get, like, you know, multiple people trying to recruit Tay Conti now. Okay, Tay Conti's in demand. Who's going to, you know, be Tay Conti's friend? That's kind of interesting. Okay. I could yeah. get with that. But as long as it leads to her joining Dark Order, I'm cool with whatever. <laughs> right. The road isn't important. The destination is what matters here. So during the commentary, we we find out that the Young Bucks have been fined five thousand dollars a pop for kicking Alex Marvez. Which uh, okay, <laughs> sure. I guess they gotta sell some more T-shirts, brother. Yeah, they do. We then go to Jim Ross talking to Kenny Omega, and Kenny Omega 
is uh, not quite in his feelings, but you know he's he's resigned to returning back to the single scene. Yes, a very a very solemn Kenny Omega, uh, you know, a somber Kenny Omega. He's lamenting the loss of his friendship with Adam Page. He's not super thrilled with it. He acknowledges their chemistry and you know what a good team they made. But now he wants to, you know, go back to what and he even said himself, what the fans expected of him in the first place, which I thought was interesting. And uh, yeah, Singles Kenny, you know, we've seen what Singles Kenny can do when he's really dialed in. So uh, I'm excited to see where uh, both he and Paige go prior to them meeting uh, each other. Yeah, we, we, we're, we're going to find out soon enough. Uh, we get T. Can I ask you, who would you like to see as each of their next matches if it's not each other? Well, I think they already said uh, who... Um... I mean, their next big matches? Just, yeah, I mean, oh, have they announced their next actual matches? Well, uh, Adam Page has a match next week. Oh, does he? I didn't see that one. Yeah, which, actually, we got to talk about next week, uh, but we can do that at the end of the show. Yeah, um, next week is kind of fun. Yeah, um, they I, they did announce a match for, for him. I don't remember who it is. Oh, wait, I think it was maybe Frankie Kazarian. Okay, that'll be fun. And then, so, for, so if, okay, we're going around that spot on the card for Kenny Omega. Who does he wrestle? Or who would you like to see him wrestle around that same kind of card position, like another a mid card guy? Oh, mid card guy. Um, Kenny Omega, pick a mid card guy to wrestle Kenny Omega. Uh, Griff Garrison. Yeah, now we're talking. Are you pandering directly to me? Because I love that answer. No, I, I'm not actually. <laughs> give, give me Griff Garrison every week. Could put Griff Garrison on TV. I, I think that'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> I think you're. I know what. I'm just gonna go ahead and agree with you. That's really good. We then oh so uh, anyway uh, before the the main event starts they tease a big announcement from Cody Rhodes coming big up. big announcement coming up coming up I the, can't wait I'm the, very excited the future of folks, Cody Rhodes folks strap into your seats and uh, and hold on to your butts because we got a big announcement coming we then get our main event of the evening Brody, and take off your shirts Brody Lee versus Dustin Rhodes for the TNT Championship uh, this match it. It was okay. Um, I don't think it was as good as it could have been, but it was still serviceable. Well, I'll tell you what was missing in this match, and it it ties into uh, last week's pay-per-view where, you know, especially uh, for your taste, a lot of those matches went on too long. This match could have been 40 fucking minutes, and it would have been an instant classic. These two... I loved what they did with the time that they got. They they got about, what, 9 to 11 minutes maybe? Something like Um, that. And they have fantastic chemistry. Like that's the one thing that really clicked for me in this match is they both had really great ring chemistry. They were very natural together. Their spots flowed really well. They moved around the ring and outside of the ring very fluidly. Uh, you know, there was no hitches in their game. They really understood each other. This is the kind of match that if it was given like big main event time, like a 30 minute to 40 minute pay-per-view main event would have absolutely been like a match of the year contender. And I fully believe that. Yeah, you, you're probably right on that. So, um, Dustin, yeah, if they can we just can we say more, any more good stuff about Dustin for just a minute? Because like he is fantastic. He's truly like a generational great wrestler who quietly continues to just always deliver. He is never under delivered, and he never will. Yeah, that that, that that's probably true. So and at yeah, 50 it, or 51 years old to to put in this kind of work and and just really consistently pull out all the stops when he wrestles, but no matter what kind of time, when what kind of slot he's in, he's always very effective. And like Brody Lee is a big time match guy. And that's what WWE always missed with him is that he is a big match wrestler. He's a main event guy. And Dustin played right up to that right away. 
So, uh, in any event, uh, Brody Lee does retain after a discus lariat. Um, the entire Dark Order, except for Anna Jay, I did not see her. Um, so, come uh, maybe to... this is why. Maybe Anna Jay just wasn't there this week. It's possible. She just had something else to do, I guess. I don't know. Um, Colt Cabana tries to go to... Uh... To sell it, you know, congratulate Brody Lee, and Brody Lee, you know, sends him away. He, he can't. Yeah, this is uh, this is an unexpected turn to that angle. Yep. So yeah, and you know, Evil Uno, of course, leads him away once again. You know, so what do you think to... this leads to? Does do you think this leads to Colt coming back in the fold, or like is this like the uh, some sort of Colt splits off to you know challenge the Dark Order, or what do you think happens here? I don't know. I think maybe. Yeah, maybe Colt splits off, or maybe he he finally you know fully turns heel too. I could see that. Like he he comes like maybe this whole thing is a ploy to make Colt meaner and like really get him to be like the the evil Colt that they want. Yeah, could be. I mean, he's already manipulation, you know, folks. Psychology yeah. unlocking the mind palace. So as we uh, as we fade out. Uh, we finally get our big announcement from Cody Rhodes and. He is hosting. No, I mean we 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 got the announcement from Burt Kreischer. Let's let's be fair here. <laughs> the announcement did not come from from Cody Rhodes. It came from a mysteriously shirt wearing Burt Kreischer. I don't uh, even know he, who Burt Kreischer is. He's a he's the machine. He's a comic who doesn't wear a shirt usually. He's like a Joe Rogan crony guy. Um, but like he he got famous off this one bit. Uh, like okay, so he is the guy that Van Wilder is like based off of. Oh, in real Jesus life, Christ. he what he like actually did like party his way through Florida State for like seven years, and like they wrote an article about him in Rolling Stone when he was in his twenties, and uh, that's how he like got famous, and now he's like a comic. Jesus Christ, So, and also uh, a lot of his friends are big wrestling haters. He's a big like Tom Segura guy who notably uh, has a lot to say about wrestling. <laughs> but yet, here's Cody Rhodes on his show. Yeah, Cody's Cody's going to be a. This is, so this is. America's got talent for like even dumber people. Um, <laughs> and it looks very stupid. And yes, I'm going to watch it. Okay. Well, that makes one of us because <laughs> I can't wait to make the, to dedicate some time to this podcast for the Burt Kreischer talent show report. Okay. I couldn't even, I can't remember what they called it. I uh, literally forgot the name already. Uh, go big, the go big show, the go big show. The go well, big it's the go big show. You know what? You know what? This this just makes me wish that this was actually just a a, a redo of the Gong Show. I would I would take the Gong Show. Or what about the Big Show show on Netflix? Oh, didn't that just get canceled? Probably. And this this show will not be far behind. I yeah, probably, yeah. I don't see this last. But yeah, it's it's season. it's like America's Got Stupid Talent. Uh, this is like a this is like a Nathan for you bit. Like America's got dumb talent. Uh, <laughs> dumb America has talent. Yeah, this is this like I maybe Nathan for you is back, and this is like a backdoor pilot for the new season of Nathan for you. I don't know what's Nathan for you. See, you have never seen Nathan for you. I oh, have never heard of Nathan. Nathan for you. Fielder. Oh man, we're gonna have to talk about Nathan Fielder at some point. We can derail this whole podcast. Nathan Fielder is one of the funniest people on earth. Um, okay, yeah, Nathan Fielder was like he. Nathan for you was like a. Sort of like a prank show. I don't even. I, it's hard to even explain. Okay. Uh, well, 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 all right. Nathan for you was great. This show looks stupid. I'm probably gonna watch it. Burt Kreischer, take your shirt off. That's all. That's all I got for this show. 
So with that, that was the end of uh, this episode of Dynamite. However, uh, we have uh, conflicting information about next week's show because they even advertised, uh, showed a whole big ad for Thursday Night Dynamite, and then Excalibur uh, spent three segments explaining we may actually be on Wednesday next week. Yeah, so this is the this is the playoff related stuff, right? Yes. So we have uh, there's so let's see. So I'm trying to see. They're uh, on the, all the posters that are up there. I have online now. Just say next week. Mm, okay. So I mean, I remember when they originally now. did announce that this would be on Thursday. Like when when they when they uh, announced so... the, when they announced all the the preemptions. You know, that led to a Saturday night dynamite and then that Thursday right. night dynamite. This was on the list, but now they're they're walking it back. It seems like. So yeah, AEW Dynamite will happen next week at a time on at a day. A, at a time on a day. Correct. So that we can we can be sure of. And Boom Goes the Dynamite will be here afterwards to recap it on that day at that time. Or well, and actually, Probably. if it's on Thursday, if if it's Thursday, it'll be on Saturday. Okay. If it's on Thursday, it'll be on Saturday. If it's on Wednesday, we'll do it the the normal time. Um, I guess we're just gonna have to uh, figure it out. We'll have to stay tuned. You'll have to stay tuned, and we will all stay tuned together. But uh, la- l- the last thing I want to say is is that when you know they announced, um, you know, Cody Rhodes had some big statement. I knew it, it was a fifty fifty chance that either it was going to be something relating to the Dark Order angle, or it was going to be something completely fucking stupid. And well, I think we can guess which <laughs> which side that f- fell on. Yeah, Dark Order's got talent. Coming uh, Thursday nights to TNT. <laughs> it's just just this exact same show, but it's only Dark Order members just competing for Brody Lee's approval by doing stunts. They're now that's a show. That's see, a show. They, that's a show I'm into. Let's do that. Let's just do a talent show where everyone's <laughs> trying to impress Brody Lee. Brody's the only judge. Oh God, this show is off the rails. <laughs> Paul, go ahead and plug yourself, man. I will. You can actually follow me on Twitter. You can do it. You go to twitter.com. You go to Twitter. Slash, I don't know. Just follow me, Thick Flare TTV on Twitter. You guys know how to use Twitter. What the fuck? Uh, so do that, and then also follow me, Twitch TV slash Thick Flare. All C's, no K's, all days. Stream coming back pretty soon. So be following, and then you get notified, and then I'm online, and then we all watch wrestling together and have a fucking great time. That's uh, all I got. You can find me at Strong Style Story without the E in style on Twitter. My personal Twitter at GD Wessel. Um, coming this weekend, Chris and I are probably going to do our, uh, our next episode of Strong Style Story because, uh, the G130 participants got announced, so we gotta do our G1 Climax, uh, preview. Our, our, our annual show. That I didn't get to do last year because I was in the middle of a move, so I'll, I'll be back. A big Climax show, you talking about when, uh, I see Sonny Kiss enter the ring? Uh, yeah, that Hello. one. Hello. Um, and since the Premier League starts this weekend, too, there's every bit of a good chance there's going to be a Busting Balls episode this weekend, too. So I may be a busy bee this weekend. Busting Balls? You're talking about FTR making fun of all the tag teams? Ho, hey, oh. Hey. Oh. Paul, any last words? Uh, oh, hey, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> So we'll see you either on Wednesday or Saturday next week. One of those. We don't know which yet. So until Stay tuned then, and find out. All right. We'll see you next week sometime. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs>